Hallelujah. We always say that, but when things happen in our lives, we wonder where he's at. Amen? We can openly say it, but when things begin to happen, we question him. And that's one thing that we should not do. Amen? Because there is nobody like the Lord, and nobody can do us like him. But how many know this morning something has to break? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Break, tear down every lie. 
pray, God. take it lightly when it comes to praising God because you know they're trying to put in place where you can't praise God anymore we are so blessed 
to be able to praise him. And we take it so lightly. The enemy don't want us to praise him. So he's trying to put people in place to take us out of our place with God. But no matter where we are, we can still praise him. Because when God is so good, God is just too good for us not to praise him. The enemy knows that when we praise him, that the blessings of God begin to come down. The enemy knows that when we open our mouth and we really praise him with our whole heart, that healing, that deliverance, that everything that we need, the heavens open up and give us what we need. So he's trying to stop the body of Christ from praising God. And I'm here to tell you that some churches, just like God told you last Sunday, it's going to be like riots in the churches. Because the ones that's really real for God, that's standing up for what we believe, other churches are going to begin to come against what you're doing because they're believing you keeping them from doing what they need to do. So we have to begin to stand. And I'm, I'm telling you, y'all, and doing all, you're going to have to stand. Because it's, it's not only riots with Black Lives Matter. It's going to be riots right in the house of God. Right amongst God's people because you're going to truly find out who the real true believers are. It's here right now. You're going to find out who's really serving God. You got people that's denouncing their faith. And they're coming out and saying they have denounced their faith. That they thought that they, you know, love the Lord per se. But now they're saying this is not where they were. Worship leaders, y'all. They're coming out and saying that they're denouncing their faith in God. You're in a time now that's so evil that if you're not in the place that you need to be, that even the elect would be fooled. You got people coming on the Internet, YouTube, saying things that's not of God. And if you're not in the place to know God, you would accept that as God. And that's what the enemy want. He want a voice and he have to have a voice. It could be yours, it could be mine, but if we're in him, he won't be able to have our voice. Amen? So we're in a time that we have to honor God and truly honor God outside of what we see and outside of what people are saying. So let's just give God some more glory in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you in this place. We thank you for bringing us here once again, God, to worship you in spirit and in truth. And God, we know that you're here because you're living on the inside of us. And God, we let you out, God, through our praise, through the word of God, through truth, God. God, we thank you, God. We thank you for being amongst us. And we thank you that healing is here amongst us, God. We thank you that deliverance is here amongst us. We thank you that peace is here amongst us, God. We thank you that divine protection is here amongst us, God. We just thank you for everything that we have in Jesus' name. And I bind every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against us, God. 
where he has falsely accused us, God, where he has brought up accusations against us. I break the enemy power right now in the name of Jesus. I break the power of witchcraft in the name of Jesus. And God, I loose the blood of Jesus right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God. I thank you for the blood, God. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions of sin. And I thank you that as I open my mouth on today, God, you speak through me, Father God. You speak through me, God. It is you, God, that I'm dependent on. It is the Holy Spirit, not myself. I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to Mark, the ninth chapter. Mark, the ninth chapter. And I'm going to begin at the 17th verse. Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning at the 17th verse. And let's hear what the spirit of the living God has to say unto the church. And the word of God now reads. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And whithersoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and gashes with his teeth and pinneth away. And I spake to thy thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oftentimes it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. I'm going to stop there. I want to talk about still living by faith. I want to continue talking about living by faith. We have talked so far dealing with faith. We know how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we, our faith gets stirred up through hearing the word of God. So the word of God needs to be heard. And this is why Paul said he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because it's the power of God unto salvation. Unto all that believe. So he said he was not ashamed of it. We cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is the good news concerning Jesus Christ, concerning the kingdom of God. We're living in a time such as this where people are backing away from the good news, from the gospel of Christ. People are backing away because people are out there proclaiming what the world is doing and how the world is doing it. But the Christians, some have become silent. Some have bowed down to the world's way of doing things. And what I'm saying is the laws that are upon the land, we do obey the laws, but that does not stop us from proclaiming truth, from proclaiming what the word of God has to say. Understand that you are from another kingdom. 
The kingdom that you are from is not of this world. You are from a kingdom of light, not a kingdom of darkness. You supposed to be a light that shines for the whole world to see. They should be seeing God's glory. They should be knowing that you are children of the king. You are children of God. They should not be seeing darkness because if they're seeing darkness, then you need to check yourself and you need to see where this darkness is coming from. You are light and you should be a city that's sitting on a hill that the whole world sees and that light is drawing that world unto you. And it's the reason why God want them to be drawn to that light because he don't want none lost. He want all to come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. I'm saying all. So it ain't ain't about color, y'all. It's about the loss. We are in an emergency crisis here, and it's not COVID-19. It is about the loss. The enemy is using COVID-19 to take your minds off of the kingdom of God. He's going to put things in front of you to take your mind off of the commission, which is lost souls. And this is our purpose. God wants us to go out. He wants us to decree and declare this word like never before. But you cannot decree and declare anything that you haven't been in. And this is how you live by faith. You live in by what you believe. Your faith is not in you. It is in God. God has given you his faith. God's kind of faith in in order to live in this dying world. He has given you his faith in order to believe the impossible to make it possible. It takes God's faith. It is not your faith. So quit trying to live off of what you believe. You need to be living off of what the word of God has already said. Because sometimes we take matters into our own hands and we think we know what's best for us. But I'm here to tell you, God knows what's best for you here for here and now. So when we look at faith, we know faith come by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So the first thing we have to do to have um, our faith stirred up in us is to hear the word of God. We talked about Proverbs, I'm going back to Proverbs 4.20 where it says, my son, pay attention to my words. So he's saying, pay attention to my words. Why is he saying pay attention? He said, because I want you to incline your ear. That means I want you to hear what's being said. So anytime the word of God is spoken, your spiritual antennas should be up. And if there's anything in the way that's stopping you from getting the reception that you need, it need to be removed. So we need to hear the word. In order to hear the word, we have to pay attention to his words, incline our ear unto his saying. We talked about this before. When you nosy and you know you nosy and you in conversation with somebody and all of a sudden somebody's talking about something else, Brother Willie, you just incline your ear over there. You all up in somebody else's conversation is supposed to be talking to the person that is talking to you, but you over here. That's inclining your ear. Amen, Brother Willie. Amen. That's inclining your ear. You're trying to hear both conversations, but I, I, I tell you this, you're more in tone to what you want to hear. It may be two people talking, but the conversation that interests you the most, that's the one you caught everything on. The one that didn't stir you up or didn't bring nothing to you, you didn't get all that information. But you got the information that you felt that was needed for that time. 
So when we have the word of God, when the word is being spoken, even right now, you should be inclined in your ear because that's your spiritual food. You should be ready to hear the word because you know that the word of God is what brings you life. This is why Jesus said that the spirit brings life. It said the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. His spirit is what brings life to the word of God. So when the word is spoken, you need to say, God, quicken me today according to your word. And see, the enemy does not want you to hear the word because he know it brings life. He know that the word is not going to bring death to you. So the enemy want to come in immediately and snatch away the word of God, which you heard because he don't want the word sown in your heart. So he have to snatch it away. And that's what Mark chapter 4 says, that the ones that's on the wayside, when the word of God is heard, the Bible say immediately, immediately, Satan don't wait. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He does not wait. He said, I got to grab hold to that word now. I have to snatch that word because if that word get into the heart, it's going to become effective unto the believer. So he snatches it away immediately what is heard. Now, some people can hear the word of God, but they haven't heard the word of God. Because when you truly hear the word of God, so we know faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. When you truly hear the word, guess what's going to happen now? You're going to accept it. That means that you're going to receive it. So you're hearing it. Now you're receiving it. And it's just like if somebody gave you something, you begin to accept what they have given you. That means that you receive it and there's nothing behind it. Meaning that if Sister Denise gave me something and I'm sitting up there still looking at it like it's not mine. I took it, but I didn't yet receive it because I felt like it's not yet mine. So when you take the word of God and you hear it and you begin to receive it, you got to receive the word with meekness. The Bible say you got to become humble. You got to receive it with meekness. He said, receive with meekness this engrafted word because it's able to save your soul. But I want to give you the first part of that verse when it says receive with meekness. Go to James 1. one twenty one, And listen at the first part of that verse. And sometimes we miss it. It says in James 1.21, the expanded Bible. So put out of your life, get rid of, lay aside every evil thing, more um, filth, defilement, and every kind of wrong, excessive evil. So we have to put these things out of our lives before we can really receive the word. Before we can really accept the word. See, the enemy knows, and this is what the enemy does. When you hear the word, like I said, some people are hearing the word, but they have not yet received the word. They have not yet accepted the word. Why haven't they? Because there's some things in their lives that's distracting them, that's keeping them from accepting what they heard. So this is why you cannot put everything before your eyes. You cannot. You got to turn off television when it's showing perverse things. You got to turn off 
things that's even around you that's giving you a mental image or giving you a perception that's not of God. You got to be able to cast these things down. So he said, you got to put away from you. See, what we're doing, we're praying and we're asking God, take this from me. God said, already taken it from you. But the enemy is trying to bring back up all of this stuff that my son already died for. You may have had some habits before you got saved. If you have not renewed your mind, if you have not been in the word of God to have your mind transformed and changed through the word of God, guess what? These things are going to begin to pop up like popcorn. And the enemy knows that. The enemy is saying, even though that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, even though you have said that I'm born again, he said, I still got something on you. What is this that he have on you? Before you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you were in a corrupt world. And you still are in a corrupt world. You live by the world's standards. You live by what the world was doing. So he knew that seed was deposited. He knew that stuff was deposited in you. Your spirit is what changed, but your soulless rim, your mind, your will, and your emotions, the things that you had in your heart that was not right, that's when you got to start digging up what was planted. That's when you got to start cultivating that ground. This is why you see people go back into the same pattern. They get saved, they're happy, they're giving God glory, but when you hit the wrong button, it's just like a robot. When you hit the wrong button, that robot is doing some things and that robot's supposed to be saved, but they begin to do some things that you're like, how can you do those things and you're yet saved? That's because they have not renewed their mind to the point to understand that they are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Because when your mind is totally renewed and you're connecting with the spirit, there is no way that... You should not be living a life of faith. You should be living a righteous life. You should be living a life that though you fall, you rise back up. See, this is the problem. People do fall being that you're saved. But when you fall, the Holy Spirit reminds you of who you are now that you're in Christ Jesus and you don't stay down there. You pop up like popcorn. You begin to repent. You begin to acknowledge the reason why you're repenting is because you're having a change of mind. You're having a change of heart. You're saying, that's not who I am. That's not who God created me to be. Lord, I repent of this because I'm not giving the enemy any room in my life to cause havoc in anymore so if you fall just begin to repent and get up and know who you are now that you're in Christ don't stay down there in shame and guilt rise up yes you messed up all of us mess up on a daily basis the only thing in us that's perfect is our spirit y'all everything else that soul that soul has to be renewed on a daily basis even your spirit has to be renewed day by day through the word of God and as your spirit is renewed and as the Holy Spirit is helping you there's going to be a flow that go to the soulless realm and that body is going to live the life of faith people are going to really know who you are now that you're in him because it's not about you it's all about him it's all about what he done God knew, knew. he said I know you're going to fall short 
He said, I know you're going to do things that you shouldn't do. I know you're going to say things that you shouldn't say. He said, that's why I forgave you for your past, your present, and your future sins. And just because I forgave you, that don't give you a right to still live in sin. This is why you have the word of God. This is why you have what's written. So when things are not in alignment in your life, the Holy Spirit began to remind you of the word which was read. Amen. So you have to stay in the word of God so the Holy Spirit can remind you on a continual basis. So if you get out of line and this is truth, who in here don't? Who in here? Don't get out of line. Some of y'all say, I don't cuss. I don't cuss no more. In your mind, you do. You may not have said it out your mouth, but you got a few of them cuss words all up in your head that if you don't cast them down, they're going to come out your mouth. Because the Bible says a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. Because see, if you have not got into the word of God, which said, let no corrupt communication Come out of your mouth. See, you thinking that's normal talk, y'all. See, you know the ones that's truly living a life of faith because if they got all this going on and it's coming out their mouth, even when they come out, they apologize. And right after they come out, say, God is still working on me. Please forgive me for that foul language. But if that foul language is still in your mouth after 20 years, you choose to keep it. Because living a life of faith, you're not going to allow corrupt communication to come out of your mouth. You're going to go to the Lord and you're going to say, Holy Spirit, help me with my foul mouth. And the more you get into the word of God, the more you're not going to have that foul mouth. Those words are going to be pure words. So what we have to understand is we don't let the enemy get us down. We pop back up and we realize I know who I am now that I'm in Christ. You don't have to prove yourself to nobody because the Bible said he who has not sinned. And I believe everybody in this room from this pulpit out have done something, have said something, may not done the same thing somebody else done. But see, last time I checked, sin is spelled the same way. S-I-N. And surrounding that is everything. It ain't no big sin. It's no little sin. We need to quit looking at people based on what they do and you thinking you better. None of us was good enough. None of us was good enough to be accepted. This is why Jesus had to die for us. I want y'all to hear me. None of us in this room was good enough to be accepted by God. Our goodness couldn't save us. Your works cannot get you into heaven. What gets you into heaven is Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father except by him. And people are thinking, coming to church, paying tithes, visiting nursing homes, visiting prisons, that's all good. But if you haven't accepted Jesus, that's meaningless. That doesn't mean anything. Not telling you to stop doing it, the, you know, the good things. But if you haven't accepted him with your whole heart, that don't mean anything. So it's time for us to really open up our hearts to him in truth. And in love. And God has given us his love, which is shared abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost. Y'all, God was so good. He said, I have to even give you my love because you can't love the right way. 
And some of us are still not loving with his love. How do I know? Somebody says something wrongly to you. You take so much offense, you cut them off. You don't want nothing else to do with them. You talk them down. That's not love. That's not the love of God. God's kind of love is so unconditional that though you get offended... You recognize offense when it come and you don't try to put a stumbling block in your brother or sister's way because you are so offended by what they said. What you begin to do, you talk truth and say, listen here, brother, listen here, sister. I was offended by what you said, but the Holy Spirit checked me. So forgive me for my attitude. Forgive me for what I said to you because it wasn't right. That's humbling yourself. That's getting rid of. The wickedness that's in your life. So you can accept. Some of y'all cannot accept the word because you got some wickedness before you. Because if it's been 20 years and you're hearing the same word and your lifestyle ain't changed, it's something blocking you from receiving it. You hearing it, but there's a blockage where you can accept what you hear and you can't receive it for what it is because when you truly receive it for what it is you can go to the next step and believe it some of us saying we believe but we ain't actually received yet we haven't actually accepted the word of God for what it is because this is what happens remember we're going back to hearing then we're going to receive what we heard and now we're believing what we heard And this is why he said all things are possible to those who believe. I'm going right back to Mark 9. He said all things are possible to those that believe. Why did Jesus tell this man this? There's a reason why Jesus said it. And I'm going to tell you why he said it. But before I tell you, when we look at this man's situation, this man brought the son to his disciples. Why would he bring the the son to the disciples because they were followers of Jesus Christ. They were learners of Jesus Christ, just like you are followers of Jesus Christ. You're learners of Jesus Christ. You're being taught the word of God. That's a disciple. So he said, I'll bring him to, to the disciples. The disciples did not heal him. So Jesus called them faithless generation. Why did he say they were faithless? Because it was some unbelief there. It was some doubt there. Why should they have doubt when they had the power to heal this little boy? The reason why is because they began to see what was going on with this little boy. They began to see this little boy cut up. They began to see him foam. They began to see stuff that I guess it just astounded them at that time. So they could not heal this little boy. But when Jesus told them they were faithless, he was letting them know right then, it's because of your unbelief. It's because of your doubt. But then he began, the man began to tell Jesus, he believed Jesus. Go to verse 21, verse 22, well, verse 22. And he said, and oftentimes it had cast him into the fire, into the waters to destroy him. But look what he said to Jesus. But if thou can do anything, you see what he told Jesus? But if thou can do anything, he didn't say he couldn't. He believed Jesus, but he said, if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If thou can do anything, let me tell you how my Lord turned it back around. I want y'all to hear this. Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe, (laughs) 
on, y'all. Jesus said, I already know what I can do. He said, it ain't, the problem ain't with me. Now I want y'all to grasp this. We put Jesus in a place that he ain't in. We put him in the place of man. I'm going there again. God is not man. That he should lie. Neither the son of man. That he should repent. Let's go back. God is not man. When are we going to stop putting him in the category with man? When you stop putting him in the category with man. That's when you're living by faith. Living by faith means I don't live off of what man say. I live off of what God has already said. That's living by faith. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Faith walkers is a person or people that take the word for what it is and cut everything else off. Those are faith walkers. True faith walkers. True faith walkers is saying, though all of this is happening... I'm not affected by it because I'm living according to the word of God. That has nothing on me. It may try to come at me, but it cannot touch me because this is who I am now that I'm in him. Do y'all hear what I say? That's a true faith walker. A faith walker is at peace. A faith walker have so much peace in the midst of the storm. Though the storm is raging, though it's going from side to side, a true faith walker will stand up and say, peace be still, and there is a calm. A person that's looking for peace that's in the world, wait for stuff to calm down to live. A true faith walker ain't thinking about nothing else but what God said and say, though everything is raging, I can still live through the storm. Though my bills are piling up and I'm still standing on what God tell me to do. God told me to give outside of the stack of bills. Some people wait till the bills get low and then you begin to give. Then you begin to help people based on what you have. That's not a faith walker. You don't give based on what you have. You give based on what God tells you to give. That's how you live by faith. And some of us say, I'm living by faith. You better check yourself. Because we're in the day and time that you're going to know how you've been living. Because when things begin to pop up, you're still at peace. You can still go on. Though it's popping up, y'all, you in the world that you're going to have pop-ups. You're going to have pop-up after pop-up after pop-up. You know how popcorn be popping in the microwave. You think it's through popping, get silent a little bit. Then all of a sudden it go pop, 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 pop. That's how it is in the world. It's pop-ups. You may go a week and you happy. Bills are paid. Children good. Everything is good. And all of a sudden, there's a big pop-up, and his name was COVID-19. And then things begin to shut down. But do we shut down? Because things begin to pop up. Did Jesus shut down? When he went to these different cities, when he went to these different towns, did he shut down every time something popped up in front of him? No, Jesus rose up so God could be glorified in
in the midst of what was popping up. So we got to hear the word. Faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. We got to begin to accept the word. And we accept the word. We receive the word with meekness. We receive it with meekness. The engrafted word that's able to save our soul. Then we begin to believe the word of God. And this is where I am with the believing part. The man told him, if you can, do anything for us. Have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe. So Jesus turned it around. He said, ain't on me. He said, it's not on me. You just need to believe in me. And then he began to say, all things are possible to him that believe. Look at this. Oh, y'all, he didn't say just one. That's, that's a statement there. He said, if you can believe, the thing is believing. God gave us faith to believe the impossible. God works y'all with the possible, impossible, impossible. God take what looks impossible and he makes it possible so the world will know you didn't do it. That's how God is not compared to man. Man have to come up with something and try to make it possible and it don't work after years. Y'all know this. They put something in your body. They tell, they come out and tell you ain't going to last about 10 years. After 10 years, that's it. You got to come back again. But when God take something that's impossible and he began to recreate and make it possible to let them know you didn't put no screw, you didn't put no nails, you didn't put nothing in there. This is what I did and man have to say, now that's God. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Then when man use something in your body, then they tell you they got to take it out of your body because it's a defect after so many years. <laughs> Come on, don't you see the advertisement on television? If you had this right here, this is what will happen. Don't you think man know that? But they ain't going to tell you that. They got 10 years to go back into you. They can get some more money. You hear what I'm saying, y'all? I'm talking about the just living by faith. See, this is why we have to hear God. We have to know what God is saying before we move. That's living by faith. Man say this, but what did he say? The more you get into the word, the more you can tone in to him. See, some of our reception is off. You know how you have a radio station, that radio station be sounding so good, y'all. You get into a certain area, you hear nothing but static. You can't hear it no more, and you have to turn it off. This is what's happening when it comes to the word. Our reception is off because we got other stuff in the front of the word of God. We got other things that we put before the word. We put our jobs before the word of God. We get up on and be there on time. We work efficiently all day. But when do we spend, how much time do we spend in the word to get what we need? Let me back up for you a little bit. Let me use an example. Women, some of us, I'm saying this, know how to wash clothes. Amen. Some of us. Some, some of us know how to wash clothes. 
And men, some of y'all do too. Some men can wash clothes better than women. Separating the different colors from that color, the whites from the darks from the light. Y'all know all that good stuff? You know, you do a little separation. Just don't throw them all up in there because some stuff bleed and it mess up. You can't put everything. Y'all know where I'm going. You can't put everything together because it, it'll bleed. It, it, it won't look right. Can't put your blacks with your whites. You understand what I'm saying? You can't put Clorox in there with your colored clothes because they're going to come out all kind of colors. Right? So these things you were taught, is that not right? So anything that you were taught well, nobody can change your mind. Nobody can tell Miss Mary how to wash clothes. She'd been what? Matter of fact, Miss Mary and them had to scrub them before they got the washing machine. They, y'all know they had these. Y'all remember these washing machines? My aunt had one that had the roll thing on it, and you had to pull it through that way. Everybody wanted that kind of washing machine, didn't they, Miss Mary? Because some people didn't have that. They had washboards, and how about you had to hang your clothes on clotheslines? You don't see too many people hanging no clothes no more. It's too hot. Even if the even if the um, uh, washing machine the dryer is broken, you go to the laundry man. I ain't don't I ain't hanging too hot out there. All them clothes, then you got to take them in. But what I'm saying is, anything that you're so used to doing, nobody can change your mind like that, because you have made that so much a part of you. When somebody tells you to do differently. You said, no, I'm not doing nothing no differently. This is the way I always done it. These are the results that I'm getting from what I done, and they're good results. i give you an example. Me and Sister Denise was talking to our husbands about bleach and Clorox. Does anybody know the difference between bleach and Clorox? Bleach will yellow your clothes. Clorox will make them white as snow. Don't bring no bleach to my house. If you don't want some yellow clothes, yellow whites. So this is what I'm saying. When you know the difference, this is what you continually use. If somebody bought you bleach, I appreciate the bleach, but I actually use Clorox because the bleach just sit there, right? Some people say, well, I use bleach. I don't have a problem. Well, your clothes might look yellowy, not white. And you think you okay because your eyes adjusted to that yellow color. But everybody else that know how white look, they're going to say, that ain't white, baby. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Whatever you used to, nobody can take it from you. Is that not right? So the enemy, he don't want you to get this word planted in you. Y'all, this is why so much division in the church. Because the ones that really have the word planted on the inside of them, in their heart, deep-rooted, they're not going to live any kind of way. They cannot be around sin because guess what? They don't like it no more. They don't love it no more. So if you're in it and they're not in it, there is going to be some division. There's going to be, I don't like you no more. Because when you get revelation... From this word, when you get illuminated through the Holy Spirit, your life begin to change. There's a transformation. You ain't talking like you talk no more. You ain't doing the things you used to do no more. You ain't putting up with the same things you used to put up no more. Why? Because now you're living a life of faith. Because that word begin to stand out above everything else. That's living a life of faith. And that's going to be separation between family separation between people you're working with because your life has changed see when I truly got into word y'all when I first got saved y'all I, w- I was just saved I'm just being honest 
I was just saved. But the more, and I would hang with these girls on lunch, and when we would hang together, every time somebody would come in the cafeteria, they would point people out, and they would talk about them. We'd sit there and laugh about it. We'd sit there and have us a gossip session. But the day I made up my mind, the more I got into the word of life, and as I sat there, I was so grieved, y'all. I was so hurt. I only had 30 minutes for lunch. But I refused to sit at a table with people that was putting people down, that was calling people out. And I began to separate myself. I began to take my 30 minutes outside of the hospital. And I began to eat with the person that all we talked about was Jesus. And the more I talked about Jesus, the more separated I got from the people I worked with. It's just like I was by myself, but it didn't matter because I received some life. I began to hear the word. Then I began to accept the word. I began to believe the word. And as I began to do all that, really I didn't have to separate myself. They separated. And as I was doing things unto the Lord, doing it differently, and I was at my desk, and y'all, I was just singing, just singing before the Lord. And this girl that I thought we were okay, she said, could you shut up? I'm like, I know I didn't hear this on my tape. Shut up. (laughs) Nobody don't want to just hear all that. I'm like, okay. You know what I did? I didn't fuss. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was that loud. So I toned myself down because when them songs was getting good, I was loud. Y'all know how you have stuff on you and you loud. I said, forgive me. I'm so sorry. Nobody don't want to hear all that. So as the more I heard the word, the more I accepted the word, when they began to talk in the office, my talk changed. So then I began to say what the word was saying. So when I went back to my desk, the same girl said, let me say something to you. I said, yes. Nobody want to hear everything you're talking about. I said, okay, that's fine, but this is just who I am. I can't change who I am, and I'm not going to change who I am. So if you don't want to hear it, that's up to you, but I'm not changing who I am. So I refuse to change who I was to bow down to them. That's living a life of faith. See, when you grab hold to this word, you don't just hang with people to say, I got somebody to hang with. See, when you really grab hold to this word, your circle begins to change and it gets smaller and smaller until it's just you. Ain't nobody but you. Sometimes even your husband left out. Sometimes even your children left out. Your children don't talk to you like they used to. Your husband is, is going his little way, still in the same house. Everybody is distanced because your life has changed. Your yeses begin to be no's because you're seeing things the way God wants you to see them in the home and not the way your husband and wife want you to see them in the home. You're doing it according to the word. You're speaking truth in love because you heard the word. You accepted the word. You believe in the word. Now you're speaking the word. And they don't want to hear what you got to say. And only now you're speaking it because you want to speak what you believe. Paul said, I only speak what I believe. When the word is in you, that's all you're going to speak. And then your action is what really lets you know. You heard it. You received it. You believed it. You're saying it. Now you're acting upon it and you're doing it. Oh, that's your lifestyle. That's how you live by faith. 
And people don't want you around because that's who you are. You don't even have to say nothing no more when you come up because you are so full with the glory of God. And his glory is overshadowing you that when you come up, you don't even have to open your mouth no more. People can't stand you because his glory is radiating off of you because you're living a life of faith. See, some people don't understand my language. And the reason why they don't understand my language is because if you are not, if you're not in the word, like I'm in the word, you're not going to understand what I'm saying. Even though you're saying, okay, yeah, that's what the word says, but God has given me revelation and I'm bringing that word with authority. I'm bringing that word and that word is moving and it's shaking and stuff on the inside of you. And you begin to hate me even the more. And you're saying, why do I hate you now? I just, I didn't used to hate you. Because the word is bringing it out of you. See, we have to live a life of faith. And when we live that life, you're going to be hated. Y'all come on now. Don't let your feelings take you into another world. Don't let your feelings take you out of who you are in him. Because people are not going to like you when you live a life of faith. Jesus told this man... He said, if you can believe, he said, all things are possible to them who believe. God want us to take him at his word, y'all. And taking him at his word, we have to get rid of what's going on around us. We have to shut those things off. Let me give you another one that you're familiar with. Go um, to Mark 5, I believe. Here go another one that you're familiar with. And we use this one all the time. And this is dealing with, let me make sure it's Mark 5. Might be in the same scripture I was in. Hallelujah. But while I'm, while I'm getting it, because I'm going to make sure. Well, I'm going to go there. And if y'all find it before I do, the Holy Spirit will bring it back to me. But where I'm going, y'all are so familiar with this passage of scripture. Here it is. It's Mark 4. This is what was happening. And Mark 4, look at verse 35. Mark 4, 35. Holy Spirit is so good. And the same day when the eve was come, he said unto them, let us pass over to the other side. Jesus was saying, let us. So who was going with them? Jesus and the disciples. Jesus was going with the disciples. So that means that they were not going by themselves. Let me say this to y'all. Anytime you go somewhere, you taking him with you. Whatever you do, Know who you representing and what you do. He's with you everywhere you go. You can't leave him at home. He's on the inside of you. So it says, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. Now look, there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Now Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on the pillow. Who does that? A storm is on the sea. The winds are raging. He's on a pillow, y'all. Do y'all see what I'm saying? He's on a pillow sleep while that boat is rocking, while things are going on. The wind is boisterous. They fighting up against the winds and everything. He's sleep. So this is what they did. They woke up the word. <laughs> and they asked him, do you not care? That we perish. Y'all know y'all ask God that. 
You got a storm going on in your life and you asking God, do you not care that this pain is, do you not care my bills ain't paid? God, what's up with you? Jesus got up. See, this is what I say dealing with storms. He was in the storm. But the problem was they didn't know they had control over the storm. But Jesus rose up. He began to rebuke the winds. He began to say, peace be still, and everything came calm. That's what we're supposed to be doing. This is written for us. Jesus is telling us when storms come, I want you to rise up in the midst of that storm and say, peace be still. So when Jesus done that, listen at what those disciples, this is so funny. And he arose and rebuked, peace be still. And he said unto him, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? What he was saying is, you got doubt here. You're with me. You've been following me. Look at where your faith is. You know why? Because they were looking at the storm. Whatever you look at is what you become. Whatever you focus on is what you become. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So does he become. So Jesus was letting them know the reason why your faith is not activated is because you're looking at the storm more than you're looking at me. I'm right here with you. He's there. He's on the inside of us. So we have to take the word of God. We have to begin to speak it. Not speaking it, waiting on something to happen. Speaking it because we know it's already happened. It's already done. You do not speak the word to get nothing to happen. You speak it because you know it's already done. You don't speak to your body waiting on it to quit hurting. You tell your body. You quit hurting now in the name of Jesus. You have authority over your body because he gave you that authority. You got to use your authority. And we act like we don't have none. You know when we use our authority? When somebody make us mad. We get all up in their face. Women, we be working our head, hands, and everything else. You don't. The men know our looks. We don't have to say nothing. We just look at them and they just cut off the conversation. Some men do. That's what we do. So this is what God is saying today. To live a lifestyle of faith, you have to be in the word of God. Man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out the mouth of God. You're going to know where you are when things pop up in your life. You don't need no more faith. He has given all of us the measure of faith. Your faith on the inside of you, it begins to grow when you activate it. That don't mean that God gave me more than you. I'm activating what I have and it looks bigger than yours. That's all. So when I begin to activate what I have, when God is telling me to do something, you ain't going to see what God is showing me. Because God know where I am. You ain't got there yet. So you watch a person's lifestyle. And when you watch their lifestyle, you say, no, I'm going to stand with that person because I know what God does. I know what God can do. This is why they was with Jesus. They knew what Jesus could do, but they just didn't have faith in what they could do. He said, you got to believe in me and you can do what I do. But we try to believe in ourselves and it's not going to work. It is not your faith. It's his faith. You got to live off of his faith, not your faith. So as you do that, you will see things manifesting in your life. So God said he wants us to believe his word. And in order to believe his word, we have to hear his word. 
And we have to begin to hear, receive, believe, say, and do, right? So then the Lord began to show me this, y'all. He took me back to Daniel. We're going back to the lion's den. I said, okay, God, what's, what's up with Daniel again? See, he has to remind you. See, what stuff that's going on now amongst us, God will remind you through the word of God the things that's happening now. Daniel was so excellent in spirit and everything that he did, even though he was in Babylon. Daniel did everything with an excellent spirit because God was with him. And God was getting the glory through him. So they made Daniel a what? Um, prince, president, whatever it was in that kingdom. He was so good that he was going to take and put him over all of them. They were mad. So guess what the devil said? We got to find some fault in what he's doing in this kingdom. They couldn't find no fault in Daniel. None whatsoever. So they said, you know what? Let's find it in his God. Let's find it in what he believes. So they went to that king. I believe it was King Darius. And they told him to, to, to create this decree. Anybody who don't bow down to him. They will be thrown in the lion's den. So Darius was happy about that because guess what? He's the king. He wants people to bow down to him. So he signed the decree and everything that's signed, you cannot unsign it. So when he signed the decree, guess what? They put Daniel after the decree was signed. Guess what Daniel did? Daniel said, oh, you ain't going to stop me from praying to my God. You're not going to stop me from petitioning to my God. They just only wanted petitions to come to that king Daniel went and bowed down face in Jerusalem with his windows open and he done everything that he always done what am I saying to you some of y'all have bowed down and you quit doing what you were doing because of COVID-19 just check it some of us have bowed down we 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 was talking Telling people different things. But soon as COVID-19 came in on the scene, we quit doing what we was doing for God. And we began to turn our face towards the television to see what was going to happen next. Our prayer life changed, if, if some of us had one. Reading the Bible changed, if some of us was reading it. Things begin to change on us because we want to follow what they were saying instead of getting into the word of God and believing what it's already said. But Daniel didn't change his mind. Daniel done the same thing he always done. So guess what he did? They threw him in the lion den. But the king couldn't even sleep. He stayed up all night fasting, seeking on Daniel's behalf. The very ones that threw Daniel in the lion's den, the king came to Daniel and he was hollering out to Daniel. Daniel told him that God had saved him from the lions. He shut the lion's mouth. And the ones that did Daniel wrong, think about it. Father, mother, and children got thrown in the lion's den. When you stand for what's right, God will protect you. Even though you're thrown in a lion's den, you're going to have people coming at you, lying on you, speaking false accusations against you. But when you stand in according to the word, you're going to come out. You're going to come out with no harm. And the very ones that dug a pit for you, they're going to fall into that pit. So that's living a life of faith. You only live in what you believe, y'all. 
This is why we have to stay before the Father in prayer and say, Father, you already know what's going on. You see what's happening around us. But God, I'm coming to you because I need to hear from heaven. I need to hear what you will have me to do. And sometimes God said, be still and know that I'm God. Be still. He said, this is why the enemy comes in. Because we're not still. And we don't know that he's God. We bring an anxiety in on the picture. And it's taking away everything that we're believing. We're letting that come in and overshadow us. But God said, in order to live this life of faith, y'all, we have to take the word for what it is. And in order to take the word for what it is, you got to get rid of these things that's in. Y'all, I know the Holy Spirit is grieving. I'm going here again. Some of us don't pick up this word still. Till we feel like it. We may have one day we get in this word. Or two. And we just read it and act like we've done something. This is an everyday. The Bible says, let me go here. I'm reminded of this scripture, y'all. I'm just taking my time because we got to live by faith now. Listen at this. John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews, which believed on him, if you continue in my words, that mean abide, that mean live there. Then are you my disciples indeed. You got to continue in this word. You got to abide in this word. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. If you're not continuing in the word. If you're not abiding in the word. You ain't knowing truth. And it will not. You will not be free. Even though you're free. You're living like a slave. Because you're not continuing in the word of God. If we take the word like we take work. What I mean is, when you go on a job, anybody, some of us don't, but the majority of us do, we give that job our all. We follow their protocol. Can I get a witness? Do not we follow their protocol on what should be done and what shouldn't be done. Is that not right? We make sure it's done. You know why we make sure it's done? Because we want them to see us. See, rejection is in this too. We want people to see me, hear me, be attached to me. We want people to know we got to live up to that status that they have written across our forehead. So we're going to do that job to perfection. We ain't going to half do it. But when it comes to this, the word, what's written, how many of us are so serious about this word that when we're in the word, we don't want nobody to bother us while we're in it? We set aside time to be in this word. Some of us set aside more time on jobs, more time on housework, more time on shopping, hair, nails, and everything else than we do the word. And you're wondering why things are still the same in your life. You're wondering why things are still popping up that you thought that was resolved. Because if you ain't taking the time to go into the word, to study to show thyself approved, a workman that need not to be ashamed, then these things are going to keep popping up because you're not taking the time to say, God, search me. 
God, see what's in me. See if there's any wicked way in me, God, because it might not be everybody else. It might be you. We always point fingers at everybody else, but we need to say, God, look at me. God, did I do something to cause this? Did I do something? Did I say something? Show me me, Lord. And he will with the help of the Holy Spirit. We point too many fingers at everybody else. But, but if you're in this word, it's pointing right back at you. Because it points back at you to tell you what to do to bring him in this situation. So you have to stay in the word. You got to be rooted and so grounded in this word, y'all. These, these are times that if you're not rooted and grounded, you will be fooled. Some people don't want to hear truth. Why? Because the truth is what sets free. Knowing the truth is what sets you free. Whatever you want to hold on to, you don't want to hear truth. Because that becomes a part of you. Let's live a life of faith, y'all, where people know you're different. You're different. And they want to come around you because you are different. Because you're not like the world is. You're not living like they're living. You're not doing what they're doing. Do y'all see churches shut down? Because they're setting up the new world order. They're controlling now. Everything they want to be in control of now, you got to check with them before you do anything. This is how we're living. But God wants us to live by faith. God wants us to live trusting him and not trusting in what we see we walk by faith and not by sight y'all we have to go by the word of god and if we doing what the word of god is saying then we're, we're okay so go into the word see what the word has to say on that don't move off of it stay there meditate on it so you'll be like that tree planted so when things come you can't be rooted up you'll be shaken but you ain't moving So this is what God wants from us. Let's live this life of faith. And as we do it, y'all, you will see things in your life changing like never before. You will even see people changing like never before. Please, y'all, get into the word. Take time out for the word. Get up early. Spend time in the word before you go to work because you're going to need this word. You cannot live off the same word that you've been living off for 20 years, you got to have revelation on that word. You got to have enlightenment on that word. You can't be saying the same thing and your life ain't changed. If you using that same scripture, change should be in your life. If he is your shepherd, why are you worrying about finances? If he is your healer, why are you worrying about getting sick? Come on. If you know you're living under Psalms 91, why are you looking for something to hit you? Because you really don't know Psalms 91. You only look for what you are expecting to happen. But if you're looking to this word, you ain't looking to that. You're looking to him who's the author and the finisher of your faith. Have you tried him? Because he's all right. He's all right, y'all. He's all right. Because look, in our house, whoo, Jesus. We can't share everything. But I know through trying it, he's all right. Because see, when you know him and you are shaking, 
you won't be moved. You'll be shaken, but you're still standing on what he says. And he will keep you if you want to be kept. Y'all, he will keep you if you want to be kept. He will show people in the midst of this pandemic that I'm still God. Because he's using people to show people I'm still God. I'm still taking care of them. In the midst of the pandemic, I'm going to show people that I'm still living. I'm still alive. I'm still powerful. That's what God wants people to see, y'all. What are people seeing through you? Mummering? Complaining? I don't want to get COVID. You looking for him. If you still talking about you don't want to get him, you're looking for him. Don't bring COVID to my house. Christian folk. Christian folk. Then we still got disobedient Christian folk. They tell you to put on a mask when you go in the store. Disobedient Christian folk. I ain't wearing no mask. Y'all ain't lying. I put on a mask. That thing was so thick. I was in that store. Oh, Jesus. I was caught. And my husband dropped me off. And I had a buggy full of stuff. I kept doing like this. I said, Jesus. No wonder they wearing that thing can't breathe. They ain't got nothing to do with that man. They got something to do with the man. Because y'all, I was hollering for Jesus. And I called my husband about five times. Where you at? Please come get me. I can't take it no more. And then, look, then one woman, she must have caught me, y'all, with the mask. Because I was just, gonna, I turned the corner. She said, these masks will kill you. She said, these masks will kill you. I said, Jesus. She had hers. I had mine, but mine was the thick one. It was thick, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So I'm telling you, I was being obedient. But ain't no way, and the devil know it. I'm serious, y'all. Those masks will mess you up. They will mess you up. See, they're not telling you that. And then they're going to bling that on COVID killing you. I'm I'm telling y'all the truth. Watch what I tell you. Next news line is going to be people dying with masks. Seriously, y'all, I'm telling you, the enemy's using everything he can to kill people. Read up on wearing a mask for a prolonged period of time. God told y'all this before this happened. I'm telling you the truth. God don't leave you ignorant. We're being obedient, but I'm telling you the honest God truth. Every corner you can get into and take a breath, take it. (laughs) Shoot. And then the funny thing is, they allow you to go to restaurants and take it off to eat. But they don't want you to come to church and eat. Now, if that ain't the devil, what is it? People telling you, don't go to church. Don't go to the restaurant. Come on. You in restaurants for how long? You, how you going to chew with a mask on and breathe? How you going to eat? 
you go in there and people don't fuss about going to eat. But as soon as you come in the house of God to eat spiritual food, they say, look at them up in there. They're killing everybody. <laughs> Devil is a lie. Y'all better ding, 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 let the bell come on. The devil's out to kill, steal, and destroy. He said, I have come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Now, somebody probably done took all that out of content. See, that's the devil for you. That's the devil. Because they probably saying, she's saying, when you get in a corner, take your mask off. If I feel like I need to breathe, I'm going to find me a six feet apart distance where nobody is, and I'm going to politely pull it down to get me some air. That's what I'm saying. Not in front of nobody's face, all right? Please. Let's live by faith. Let's rely and trust in God. We're in a time we have to, y'all. And the only way you can do it, please, y'all, get in the Word. Let the Word get in you. Take time out for the Word more than you taking time out for other things. Y'all, it is getting to the point that you can't do a rush job with this. You can't. You cannot do a rush job with the word. Before I can give it to you, I got to give it to me. I sure do. That's what takes me so long. I got to get me right. <laughs> yeah. So to live by faith, you got to stay in here. Stay. Stay. Stay in here. And quit trying to tell people something you're not doing. Let's live by faith and not by sight. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Can we have the announcements? Then we'll um, do our um, blessing, and then we will be released. Amen. Hallelujah. And from here on out, um, we have been sending y'all uh, texts letting you know that we're going to have church. We will continue to have church, so if you don't see a text, we will be here, but go by the same guidelines of the first text, so we don't have to keep sending it out each time. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Sunday school is every Sunday at 945. Sunday morning worship service is every Sunday at 11. Clem School of Ministry is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Every third Wednesday at 8 p.m. You can join Apostle Live on Facebook at Fearfully and Wonderfully May. You can watch us live on Sundays at 11 and Tuesdays at 7. Ways to send your tithes and offerings. You can go to www.mtdm.org. You can use the cash app dollar sign mtdm20 you can mail it by way of p.o box 1042 Burgon, north carolina 28425 thank you 
other announcements that we have, please don't forget about the hardcore and what we're doing this year for hardcore. We are fixing bags for the youth. In those bags, it has hand sanitizer, hand wipes, um, tissue, and we're going to put gift cards in there as well, and we're going to give them like a little snack. And I believe we're going to do a drive-through this year with hardcore for Jesus, being that everything is going on. But if you want to participate um, with those bags, please see Kwana, um, Tashika, and Teresa um, about uh, putting things in the bags. We have the hand sanitizer. We have the tissue. We have the hand wipes. We're missing the uh, gift certificates. I think they're doing $5 gift certificates um, to put in each bag, and we're missing, like, um, money for the snacks. So if you want to give a donation to that, um, we will uh, accept donations, and we're trying to do 100 bags. Amen? Any more announcements? Okay. Then we will prepare ourselves for our dismissal, and then you can do your tithes and offering as you leave out of the back. Amen? Can we stand? 